0: Every team, every topic,
1: everywhere. This is Believe. Lee Dugan. Now we're going to wait for some people to come in because this episode, it's going to be huge. Let me hit him with that Donald Trump. Huge. <laughs> the Houston Texans are in the postseason. Now, before we continue, this episode was brought to you by Bet Online. With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with the with all the up-to-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, and trends and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering
0: information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code Believe B L E A V. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts.
1: Oscar says, bro, where were you? Was waiting for this yesterday. Man, the storm in yesterday, you know, and it knocked out the power, guys. So, sorry about that. That was on me. Harley was ready to go. And I understand why. Houston Texans, not only do they make the postseason, but they are AFC South Divisional Champions the first time since 2019. Now, how the Houston Texans got to the postseason and won the AFC South are two totally different stories and scenarios. We're going to first go through the game that was on Saturday because it wasn't a regular season game. It was a postseason game. It was Wynn and Uren Harley, the Houston Texans defeated the Indianapolis Colts at Indy, 23-19. to What were your thoughts on that, man?
0: Absolutely hype from the get-go, right? I mean, here you go, Texans fans. We're going to put the pedal to the middle. Mm. CJ Stroud, first play, touchdown, Nico Collins, 75 yards, house call. Oh, okay. Oh, it's going to be that kind of game. Did you Definitely. expect that type of play call out the gate? No. Throw your balls out there. I mean, just massive balls from Bobby Slowick. C.J. Stroud knows he's about to get laid with a big hit. Don't care. Throws for the, Goes for the juggler. Rookie cornerback, I don't care. Rookie cornerback this, I don't care. Go make a play, Nico. Nico Collins showed to the world that he is a wide receiver one, by the way. 195 yards, buck 95. He showed to the world that he is a wide receiver one. I'll say that again. Mm. The Houston Texans definitely still felt like they left some meat on the bone, though. Mm. Definitely felt like they should have been up by more, right? Like, it felt like the, like, I I know, I know that, you know, we whooped their ass and all this stuff. We won 23-19, 23-17. You want to be picky about it, whatever. Definitely felt like there was some meat left on the bone, man. Like, it felt like the Houston Texans, they were dominating the first half. Yes. But the score wasn't very indicative of that. Mm. The Texans can't have that moving forward. They can't let that happen moving forward. You gotta the first play, 75 yards and Nico Collins, I thought is gonna set the tone for the rest of this offense all day. I thought, oh, okay, we're gonna let CJ Stroud mm-hmm. cook. We're gonna let him do his thing. We're gonna let which, yeah, absolutely still had an amazing game, by the way. All right. This isn't nothing against it. But the Texans could have gotten – it feels like they could have gotten a lot more points, but damn it, I'm, I'm excited as hell. The Texans beat the Colts. I don't give a damn about the Colts. I hate the Colts. F the Colts. Mm. F Peyton Manning. F Brandon Stokely. F Dallas Clark. F what? Jim Caldwell. F Tony Dungy. Whoever what? else you want to throw in there. F Jim Two of- well, for Actually, actually be careful with Jim mercy right now he's got some stuff going on for him so you know the trash talk aside for him for today but uh overall the houston texans they got in the playoffs saturday
1: and this was something that we knew was a possibility but could the houston texans get it done is the same old houston texans going to show out on saturday and you know what's crazy A glimpse of the old Houston Texans did. I take you to Kaimi Fairbairn. After the Devin Singletary Rush touchdown, misses the extra point. Harley, I know it was in the back of your mind. Same old Houston Texans. You allowed a team to have an opportunity to steal the game away from you. But then it came down to this Houston Texans defense led by head coach D'Amico Ryan's. No Jonathan Gennard. I think Will Anderson Jr. was on a snap count. And I said it last week. Garnu Minshew was not a quarterback that could win you a football game. He is a quarterback that can lose you one. And he lost the Indianapolis Colts the game. Not only did he miss that key fourth and one to the running back, however, the, the other three and a half quarters Garner Minshew was missing his guys. I mean, he was escaping the pocket and just overthrowing everyone. I mean, at one point, he was what, only 50 yards at halftime. And on third down, the Indianapolis Colts were 0 of 7, 0 of 9. Garner Minshew, at this point, he's just the backup quarterback. And there is no shame in that. Why I am bringing up Garner Minshew is because so many Colts fans told me that C.J. Stroud was not going to live up to the lights. There was a famous uh, clip on Twitter where there was this quarterback in college football when he was looking at the defense, his arm was shaking like this, and they said that was going to be C.J. Stroud. But no, that 75-yard touchdown to Nico Collins rose. I mean, dude, announced himself to the world, and then he took a hit. Like you said, Nico Collins— Emerged himself as a wide receiver when Harley, is he is he on the verge of, I mean, should we start talking about a potential star on another potential star on this Houston Texans team? This is his healthiest season, his third season, three yards shy of 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns. And he was the Houston Texan offense on Saturday besides Coleridge Bernard Stroud, Nico Collins, who has received so much slander this year, answered the bell. I cannot only be a reliable target, but I can be a big play wide receiver. The game-winning drive for the Houston Texans where C.J. Stroud is running for his life, escaping the Indianapolis Colts D-line, throws it up in the air, a prayer and for Nico to just track it down and die for it, I mean it, I mean, it made me kind of emotional. This is a player that is growing up before our eyes, and it was in a win and you're in situation, dude. Insane.
0: Yeah, man, it was absolutely fun. Uh, in regards to the Nico Collins conversation, I mean, it's 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 interesting, right? I mean, a buck 95, I said it already, buck 95 for the for the game, when you really dissect it, he is going up against some suspect corners. Mm. But that's what he's supposed to do, right? Yep. Like he, you're supposed to take that's. Hey, that's just a matchup you got. He didn't ask for them to have rookie corners against him on that game. And what he do? He dropped two hundred on the ass. Like that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Uh, so there isn't nothing that nico collins you know i'm gonna take away from him that's what you're supposed to do that's how you're supposed to play against barbecue chicken like that's what you're supposed to do and he absolutely did that two-piece bro 200 yards on their heads like that's too easy (laughs) all right too too easy now is it unfair for me to say i want to see him do it against some bigger name corners He's done it against a few big names. He's done it against a Marshawn Lattimore with the New Orleans Saints. He's done it a few times this year. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there, there's nothing unfair in saying, I'd like to see a little bit more. No. You know, I like there's nothing unfair in that, in that statement whatsoever. It's great that he has CJ Stroud. It's great that he has a quarterback that, you know, we can all trust and knows what he's doing. Um, and he's highlighted Nico Collins. But the biggest thing that Nico that I don't think we've ever seen in those first two years here was just he's an absolute dog when the ball's in his hands. I mean, he will run you the fuck over. He will run you over. I, it is, it's it's hilarious trying to see these corners and safeties trying to tackle Nico Collins, and he barely lowers his shoulder and pushes him back four yards and he gained six more yards on the play. He is insane. So I do like that. I do like the physicality he brings at the wide receiver position, him tank Dell. I still need another wide receiver though, you know, cause I am still afraid of the injury history from Nico mm-hmm. Collins. Like, yes, this is the most healthiest he's been, but he still had a little knickknacks here and there. Um, does it de- defer you away from grabbing a top wide receiver potentially? You know, it makes you think maybe not, maybe yes, you know. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It depends on how confident they are in Nico Collins as well as Tank Dell. But I think what this team would really need is a elite slot wide receiver because then you force Nico and Tank Dell, which Tank has played a lot of outside wide receiver this year, He's played a lot on the outside in regards to his height and weight. Don't want to hear it. He's done it before U of H. He can play on the outside. Nico on the outside. If you got yourself an elite slot wide receiver, oh my goodness.
1: Calvin Ridley. Oh really? my
0: goodness. <laughs> you know, some someone of that kind of pedigree um, without the drops, of course, without being absolutely garbage in big time situations. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that kind of guy. The other weapon in the past catching was dalton schultz
1: mm. seven catches five receptions one shy away from receiving his bonus however he almost had i mean that dude if he would have caught that ball from CJ, well, if cj would have put it right on the money i mean it's all green grass in front of him dalton Schultz, five receptions, 42 yards longest was 17 and that 17 oh. yard play got me so excited for dalton schultz makes three coats defenders miss and then gets the first down right after. Dalton Schultz doing exactly what you want him to do, moving the chains and getting you first downs. Outside of those two, no other pass catcher had more than 10 yards. Andrew Beck, two receptions, nine yards, and one touchdown. That's how you get into the pro Bowl, Andrew Beck. Shout out to you. (laughs) Full backslash tight end pro bowler. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about Andrew Beck. Xavier Hutchison, four, tagget, four targets, one catch, six yards. Um, Salbert, the tight end, one okay. catch. for eight. Dude, we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. We were like, what is his name? Only three catches on the season, but all of them have gone for a first down. So keep on doing a good job, Salbert. A very good block in tight end for the Houston Texans. John Menchie, one catch, five yards. I mean, there is nothing else we should be expecting from John Menchie. You have a lot of Houston Texans fans already wanting to cut him in the offseason. Um, John Menchie, man, shout out to you. And then Devin Singletary just won reception for two yards. So it was Nico Collins and Danton Schultz. And yes. we said this was how it was going to be. It was going to be those two leading it for the Houston Texans. We did think, though, I'm sorry, we did. we thought that Devin Singletary was going to be a factor in this game. And, you know, uh, he he wasn't 24 rushes, 63 yards, 2.6 yards a carry one touchdown for seven yards. You know, shout out to him for scoring. But when we needed that, like, third and two, the third and one, he got it for you. So not a big day in terms of yardage, but did a good job for the Houston Texans in down situations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Devin Singletary. Uh, didn't get the statistical numbers that we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. I was expecting at least 80 yards from him for a good day. Um, but, you know, I mean, yeah, 63, 64 yards. Um, maybe maybe didn't play up to the uh, – I didn't play up to the defensive line of the Colts as much as I should have in the preview um, mm-hmm. for the game. But it is what it is. The Texans, we, we knew this entering the game. We knew that it was going to be the Nico Collins-Dalton Schultz show. Like that's We, we knew it was going to be that, you know and as long as CJ Stroud has some magic here and there, the defense gets you a few big stops here and there, this Houston Texans team can prevail and they absolutely did that.
1: No, I dude I, it yeah, they did that. They did that. And now we talk about the guy who was calling the plays, Bobby Slowick. Mm. Shout out to you. You you're doing a pretty good job the past couple of weeks getting the ball Quick out of C.J. Stroud's hands, you have a decent running game. We've heard Bobby Slowick be mentioned for head coach. Talked to my guy, Titans Rossi, and he says they are infatuated with him over there in Tennessee. I personally do not think that Bobby Slowick is a head coach yet. This is still his first year as an offensive coordinator. He is a rookie, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if a team is going to you know, give him the kings of the kingdom just yet, but nice to see our offensive coordinator getting some recognition and some job interviews.
0: Yeah, so the two job interviews he's had so far is the Washington Commanders and the Carolina Panthers. Now, we're all assuming the Tennessee Titans with the firing of Mike Vrabel mm. should, should yeah, it was surprising to me as well, they should request an interview for Bobby Slug. Now, Bobby Sloick hasn't accepted any of these interviews yet. So with a game coming up, he could possibly wait and say, hey, I'm going to focus on the playoffs and then maybe I'll go back to it. You know, that's what a lot of guys do during this time. Uh, The Washington Commanders, first of all, they have a connection with Bobby Slowick all the way, 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 way back then when he was a video game guy. Not video games, like video games, but uh, video footage guy, excuse me, uh, for them when Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, Mike LaFleur, Sean McVay, all those magnificent guys were there. Bobby Sloak was there then. So there's a connection there. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, I'm grasping straws. I, I, I don't know why he would even try to want to go there. That organization's ridiculous. The owner is horrible. Um, So I don't see that happening. The Tennessee Titans is interesting mm. because Rand Carthon, who is the current GM, came from the San Francisco 49ers front office, and he knows Bobby Slowick. So, immediate connection right there. Why would he go to the Titans? It would all have to hinge on what were Bobby Sloick's pre-draft evaluations on Will Levis. Mm. Does he like Will Levis? You know, because I don't think the Tennessee Titans would just move on from Will Levis after one year. Yeah. Granted, a new head coach, he wants his own flavor. You know, like, that's not his flavor. You know, some guys like strawberries, some guys like chocolate, you know, and maybe he don't like the strawberry or in this case, mayonnaise. Uh, so with Will Levis, you know, it, it depends on what Bobby Slowick's pre-drafted vows were. And if he liked him, then you look at it like this. Okay. Tennessee Titans, let's say they went, interview Bobby Slowick. they get Bobby Sloick, they have Will Levis. That system is solid. We know that system works. Ty J Spears fits that scheme perfectly they're going to move on from derrick henry what they have to do fix the offensive line horrible which is horrible it's the worst in the league right now they have to fix the offensive line which they know they have to do they know it ryan carton was a former nfl player i believe was a former offensive lineman so or in the trenches i know that for the very least so he knows they have to fix that and then defensively they got to patch up some holes defensively the interior is not bad. They got a decent front seven, but the secondary is atrocious. Uh, trading Kevin Bayard, you know, I guess is a step for them away from them. But at the end of the day, like, <laughs> they got to understand that Bobby Sloick has a lot of lack of experience. He mm. doesn't look like – like, when you look at Bobby Sloick, he doesn't look like a head coach to me. No. And, he still is young, bro. Um, and – I don't mean that in a bad way. I just
1: thank you for the 199.
0: When I see him, I'm going, well, is he really? uh, Is he really that? What's the moniker they always use? The leader of men. Yeah. You know, is he going to command the locker room? You know, I don't know if Bobby Slowick can do that. Or can he be that super smart, nerdy dude like freaking what's his face? Mike McDaniels in Miami. He doesn't look like a guy that would command a locker room, but he's strict, he's firm, he knows exactly what he wants. Maybe Sloic is something like that as a head coach. I, I don't know. We don't know him personally. But I don't think it's far-fetched that he goes to the Tennessee Titans.
1: Mm. Rob, thank you for the 199. Dalvin had 80. Devin had 80. But those penalties set us back. Is that a Stanley, Harley? Or no. no, I don't know what it is. You see, my you girlfriend see likes it, so she bought it. Stanley's are taking over, you know, the cup game, dude.
0: <laughs> just Give me something that looks similar. That's all I need, man. That's it. That's it. I go to the pool man. I get my shit cheap, bro. <laughs> dude,
1: <laughs> I drink Pulga's... metal
0: in my water, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Trader Village, too, is solid. Trader's Village, you go no. to do, you find all the deals, all the good snacks. Um, Overall, just. I'll, I'll give the offensive performance a B+. I think they definitely had their moments. They had their moments of dominance, and that was C.J. Stroud to Nico Collins. That could not be stopped whatsoever. The entire football game, it wasn't just one half where Nico went dumb. It was the entire game where he made big plays. My favorite was the one where C.J. Stroud just throws a dart to him and mm. catches it, two defenders on him, gets the flag, You had people comparing Nico Collins to Andre Johnson, dude. That is just absolutely insane. Oscar, thank you for the fake $50. Which team in the AFC scares you the most? Um, I mean, me, I think it would be the Bills, man. They've been playing some very good football lately. Definitely not the Cleveland Browns, man. We'll get to that in a little bit later. But Harley, final thoughts on the Houston Texan offensive performance on Saturday. Oh, how was the O-line,
0: in your opinion? We haven't talked about the old line. O-line. O-line was, was a lot better than game one, I'll say that. Hey, I, I'll take what I can get from them. Juice Scruggs had some plays here and there where it was like, eh, all right. You know, but again, rookie going up against Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner. I'll take that performance he had against the Colts any day. Uh, Michael Dieter, eh. Shaq Mason's just been strong all year. Hey, he has silenced... Doubters, bro. He has definitely Everybody deserved that
1: three year contract, man.
0: Yeah, and you know, the pre-snap penalties, which we didn't talk about, was very freaking irritating. Tun specifically, Laramie Tunsel. He has won a game. It's it, there's one a game. We know it's one a game. But it just it just feels like it's so annoying. You know how good he is, and what really annoys me is. You know, he was just on six ten, I believe, just a few days ago. We we're talking about that he wants to be an all pro, and he feels like he deserves to be an all pro. You know, and you say that, and then Saturday comes around, and you're getting these false start penalties. And I'm like, all right, man, all pros don't really they not they not supposed to be doing this now, man. Like, so you know, it, it, it's annoying. It's you're just annoying. Has to, to live with
1: it, man. I mean, so good at pass blocking, and he has gotten better. And run blocking. I'll take the false starts, bro. I'll take the false starts. I guess so. They're freaking like, like, you have a C on your chest. You have a C on your chest. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where I'm like, bro, captains don't really be false starting multiple times. It wasn't just one time he did. No, it was not. Angelica Perez said, I'm trying to get tickets to the game. I I am broke. I am not going to the game. However, (laughs) however. We will be outside at the tailgate in the blue lot, getting absolutely slaughtered. Shout out to the Cell Tailgater—they have a, a like a five-foot tub. Harley's been there, full of just yeah. straight alcohol. It was St. Arnold's, it was Topo Chicos, it was White Claws. Then they have the um, this old Hickory a Moonshine Company, where they have like six different types of moonshines, three different types of tequilas, and it's just pick your poison. Then they have the shot ski, which is a ski shot that was made to hold four shots of alcohol and four people get on it. They take it. absolutely fun time and then we'll come back and stream the game. That's what you could do, dude. You know, when you go to the postseason, I cannot imagine. Well, let's talk about it. How crazy do you think NRG and that tailgating scene and then during the game is going to be? Oh man,
0: Uh, I've never tailgated for the playoffs. I mean, It's my first one, you know, so that should be uh, interesting, right? (laughs) Like um, the Houston Texans crowd is fantastic in tailgating. One of the best tailgaters for, uh, okay, cash (laughs) app. One of the best, uh, (laughs) one of the best tailgate teams in, in all the NFL, like, They're noted for tailgating. Mm. Um, Everyone does a good job of it, not just Nuff said, but the many others that are out there. They do a damn good job. Like you could have yourself a good time anywhere out there in the Houston Texans tailgate uh, parking lot area. So you know, um, I'm excited. I want to see what they Mm. what they and especially being the Browns, Mm. like they they were they they could be toxic,
1: dude. When they were talking that, they were talking that mess in the parking lot.
0: They were, and I was yes.
1: Like, we are streaming the game. Looks like Harley and Danny might be a part of the stream as well, so we might have believe in house. Super excited. Christopher said tickets are one hundred and twenty five <laughs> for the six hundred section. I mean that's pretty high, right? That's 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 that's, uh, that's nosebleed, uh-huh. you know. You oh, know. Okay. Hey, look, I think CJ
0: threw a touchdown.
1: Man, But if you go to the game, you have one job, and that's to leave without a voice. If you come back and talk to me, hey, I was at the game and you sound fine, I'm going to say you did not do your job. Switching yeah. to the Houston Texans defense. I'm going to go ahead and give them – because we were without John Gennard. We had Will Anderson Jr. maybe on a snap count, definitely in the first half you did – and um how did you think they handled Will Anderson Jr cuz it looks like he was that situational pass rusher.
0: It seemed like that at the beginning. Um he's out there hobbling. We see it. He has a bum ankle and it is it, it was whatever you got from him, I'll take it. He gave you 150% effort. I'll rival him any day. Any day. That dude was absolutely insane going out there bum ankle hobbling did not matter all of a sudden jerry hughes out mm. and what is what does it happen what happens well anderson sorry bud get your ass in the goddamn game mm-hmm. because in the second half the Colts started slashing you on the run game yes that was prevalent because they noticed oh well anderson's only going to be Rushing the passer on obvious third down situations. Oh, okay. We're just going to run the ball down their throat then. That's exactly what Shane Steichen did mm-hmm. until the fourth down play, and uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Will Anderson was super impressive, man. This defense, they they did as much as you can ask for. It's a tough task to stop Jonathan Taylor. It's a tough task to to ask a defense to for the whole entire season which they almost did have nobody rush over a hundred yards against them. Yeah. They almost did it. They almost did it, man. They almost did it. And Jonathan Taylor, he is that dude. (laughs) He is legit. Zach Moss. He did his thing too. Like he said, Hey, I want some of this too. And the Houston Texans couldn't stop a nosebleed when it came to the run game. But Sometimes, you know, you outsmart yourself. Sometimes, you know, you think you're the smartest man in the room. Mm. Sometimes you think, you know, what's the best idea is the opposite of what's the best idea.
1: You think he was you think he put too much thought into the play call? Absolutely.
0: I'm going to go fourth and one. And excuse me. I'm stepping in a Shane Steichen. Whoop. I'm going to run the damn ball. Mm-hmm. you haven't stopped it all game i mean come on man jt almost had two two buck on you man he almost had 200 on you man come on your fourth and one play is a pass to not the starter jonathan taylor not the backup zach moss but some guy named goodson oh well, we practiced that play in training camp and practice and all that i don't give a damn First of all, catch the goddamn ball. You're a grown man. Catch the damn ball. That was a horrible throw by Garner Minshew. He gotta catch the damn ball. I don't care how bad that throw was. The ball hit you in your goddamn hands. You are paid to catch that ball. Mm. If it's me or you, it's a bad pass. But let's be real. If it was me or you, we catching the goddamn ball. Yeah,
1: hey, I'm I'm breaking everything in my body to catch that <laughs> ball, bro. I'm sending us I'm saying it was to the playoffs, man. And, you know, it. talking to the Colts guys, they had said that, well, if Texans would have saw Jonathan Taylor out there or Zach Moss out there, then they would have known what, you know, what was going to happen. Because, like, the, the play would have worked. If he would have caught the ball. He, perfect play. Perfect play. So, I mean you rather lose with Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss, right? Not your, not your backup to backup running back who might not even be on the team next year. Then you also have <laughs> to get a better throw from Garner Minshew. I mean, that was yeah. just absolutely horrible by him. Definitely lost Indianapolis Colts the game on Saturday. Um, no sacks, right? We had one sack that was by Christian Harris early in the first quarter. Outside of that, nothing. So I was very surprised that this defense really held it together because it wasn't a dominant perform- you know, like performance by any means. It was bend, do not break. Oscar said, uh, is the tailgate free? Yes, bro, just walk in. That's all you got to do is walk in. We do that all the time. Rodney said, thank you for the 199. Texans about to shot the NFL this Saturday. No, I 100% agree. But I go back to you, Harley. Um, your thoughts on the Houston Texans' defense performance?
0: Solid, like we said. It's yeah. all right. Um, Could be better. Uh, first half, they were pretty strong in the first half. Second half, you know, they just got rammed through. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was just uh, boots to asses in the second half from the Colts to the Texans. And it, it felt like the game was starting to slip away. Okay. You know, it's starting to feel like when they tied it 14-14, and the Colts got the ball right back real quick, and it was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, but D'Amico held his own.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: defense only held them to 17 points. You know, I know it says 19, but Cameron Johnson gave him safety at the last second or whatever. What you think about that? Smart play. Smart. Very smart. Exactly. I was telling – me and my dad were like, hey, what if you just run this clock out? Mm-hmm. Which I, I thought Cameron Johnson was going to keep running around.
1: Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I didn't like him going to the corner. You know, I would have yeah. like wanted like a little shimmy,
0: but he 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 went to the side that was less field.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, like if he ran to the, I mean, you know, hindsight twenty twenty eight, hey, right? You know, you're not in the middle of the play going, don't fumble the ball, don't fumble the ball, don't fumble the ball, don't fumble. You know, <laughs> like that's the last thing you wanted. So hey, I'll take I'll take the safety and then all of the whatever's that happened in the punt uh, safety punt. But yeah, the Houston texas defense was okay. Uh, Derek Steenley, great game from him. Absolutely clamps. Just absolute clamps. Lockdown corner. He did his thing continuously throughout the game. He was magnificent. All right? So shout out to him. Shout out to DeAndre Houston Carson. Solid game from him. Shout out to Christian Harris, though. I mean, Christian Harris was absolutely everywhere. You had the group chat for the AFC South chat going, man, who is this 48? Like, hey, man. 48 Christian Harris, he is real, like he is legit. So, the improvements that he has done throughout the season with the Miko Ryans has been awesome. The Texans defense played well enough to get you the win, and they got you the dub.
1: Absolutely, what's going on, DJ Rocket? A lot of comments here, we're trying to get to all of them. 84 people in the Mm. chat. How Mm. you help us the most is liking this stream, sharing it, let us know where all you guys are watching from on so let's get to some of these comments they said hey zaddies what's going on buddy tony said gotta give both you guys props y'all started channels before even knowing the texans would be here i started my channel when laramie Tunsil got traded to houston because i was looking for anyone to talk about it and all they did was just shit on the deal how it was a bad move by the houston texans and i'm like you know but I think I could do better then boom, you know, and then Harley came just with some fire videos and like three months later. So we were, we started kind of towards the end of us being good. I'm sorry. Yeah. End of us being good. And then going on this slippery slope that, I mean, (laughs) seven wins in the past two years, I want y'all to know it was really hard trying to do videos when this team was just losing game after game and you know i mean i'm pretty sure harley had the conversation of do i even continue this with this franchise playing like this i definitely had that myself but yeah, i stuck with it and not only us right but you guys did too i wouldn't have this channel of 94 people are not in this thing as well as harley like you guys also are a big part of the reason why we here. If none of y'all were rocking with us and y'all just gave up on this team, then that's understandable, but y'all stuck with us the entire time. So as much credit as you want to give us, we're going to give it right back to you guys, man. The Every time y'all come up to us, whether it was at training camp, at mm. the games, I want you to know that means the absolute world oh, yeah. to us. Oh, yeah. Never be afraid to say hi to us. <laughs> Moses,
0: <laughs> that ain't right, bro. That ain't right, man. Come on, man. Trying on, to have man. a moment
1: here, man. I'm trying to have it. it. Just comes out. it Just comes for the jugular, dude. <laughs> Someone said Dare catches that. That's insane. Imagine
0: if CJ threw it to Dari to end the game. I would be pissed, right? Like you would be pissed. Yeah. Like if it's a play action pass, Dare's wide open on the flat for a first down. He throws it to him and Dare drops it.
1: Just insane. And dude, they Poor they man. were they have been thinking about that play since Saturday, man. Like and then did you see the – I think it was the clip of Shane Steichman looking at Minshew and saying, we had it, that's on you, that's on you. Yeah. And, ooh, bro. And, like, we knew it – like, we knew that we had the better quarterback matchup. And it was crazy because a lot of Colts fans were saying that CJ Schott is not ready for the lights. You know, and my response was, well, what about Garno Minshew who was on his third and fourth team? And he absolutely showed why he is on his third and fourth team. And I don't know how I could say this, but this season, this couple of games that we won against the Colts reminds me of all the way back to the last time we got into the playoffs where the Houston Texans were going up against Indy and it still felt like, uh ah, I don't know if the Houston Texans can pull it off at home. And they showed you that they couldn't, but this game on Saturday, I do. I just had a confidence in C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's, and they both just rose to the occasion. And it told me, it showed me actually that the future for the next ten to twelve years is bright as hell.
0: Absolutely agree. We're missing the a big point though. The elephant in the room. What happened? We just talking about Saturday. What happened Sunday?
1: What happened Sunday? Mm. Is it mm. telgate BYUB for some of them? It is, but not enough yes. set because they're sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: They, they got plenty. You don't need Dude, to bring nothing. You don't they need got to bring plenty.
1: nothing. However, I will say this: they are having some special type of food there. So bring oh, yeah. some change for some $40 wristbands. They're bringing out the smoker. So every time they bring out the smoker, they you know they Good show stuff. out. Good so um, yes, I I forgot. I forgot. Not only did we head to the postseason, but the how Houston Texans won the AFC South. Now, how they won it was the Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely blowing it against the Tennessee Titans. We saw the old, the ghost of Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill starting quarterback, Derrick Henry at running back. And they did it for Houston. They secured the AFC South for the Houston Texans. You know what, Titans fans? You could keep the order uniform. That is all yours. Thank you so much. You will never hear me ever complain or bitch about the uniforms again. You definitely deserve it after getting us the AFC South. With that being said, Trevor Lawrence, you, you're a fraud. You are a fraud. You had an opportunity to win the division against the Tennessee Titans, who were not a good football team, and you blow it. And Trevor Lawrence, two interceptions. One of them wasn't his fault, but the other one definitely was. Overselling his wide receivers. And then the final drive to win the game, just five, I'm like, oversells Calvin Ridley. I mean, maybe if it's a better throw, it, it is completed. did touch him in his hands, but not a good throw from Trevor. Then missing Evan Ingram twice, fraud. Trevor Lawrence
0: is a fraud. Yeah, you know, we could talk about all the other guys. We could talk about the Titans. We could talk about the Colts. We could talk about the Jaguars. They all absolutely uh they're the, they're the trash of the division right now. The Houston Texans are 10 and 7. Acknowledge us for a second, everybody, because mm-hmm. the Houston Texans, year one, rookie quarterback. Rookie head coach. First time in NFL history that combination has ever won a division. D'Amico mm. Ryan's, I mean, coach of the year. C.J. Stroud, I mean, rookie of the year. What? Will Anderson Jr., I mean, rookie of the year. What? The Houston Texans, ladies and gentlemen. What? Ladies and gentlemen, the Houston Texans are AFC South Division champs. What? And you know we, we, we could we could do the Stone Cold we want, but I I got a different tune for you. Okay, hold up.
1: Okay, let's get it, Harley. What's up? Let's you know what. Let's get hype. Let's get hype. Let's do it
0: because I, I got we're a in the div- fucking playoffs, baby. I, I, I got a different tune for you. We're division champs, goddamn it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I believe in Texans are here to proudly present to you your AFC South division champions of the world, your main host, Ruben Calvillo, the co-host, Harley Dugan, the Houston Texans. Scissor me, daddy. Let's go. Let's freaking go, baby. The Houston Texans are division champs, represent. Embrace the fucking swarm. We're division champs, man.
1: And you know what it means, having a home game? It means that the city of Houston gets to support you for potentially one last time. Now, this needs to be the first time that it is 100% packed with Houston Texans fans. I don't think we've had a full home capacity all year cj Stroud definitely needs you there on sunday and harley i mean i'm talking shit i i've kept receipts espn six wins cbs Mm. four wins
0: Mm.
1: we've even heard our own media people here in houston i'm not gonna go ahead and call them out because i'm not that type of guy but no one predicted the houston texans to be here no one did I mean, you heard Adam Delum said, the reason why I went to the Panthers was to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what DeAndre Hopkins said. I'm going to Tennessee because I want to win. And you yeah. know who's standing at the top of the hill? Who's that? Orange Bernard Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, Will Anderson Jr. And I'm going to go ahead and put him up there because he deserves it. Both of these guys do. You know who's up there with them? Nico Collins and Derek Stingley. They are who up there looking down at the rest of this poverty ass league, and they are gonna take over, man. I'm dude. Like, who are the veterans on this team? <laughs> like, like, what are we talking about here? This we, is year one. This is year one, bro me and Harley even said what we are expecting is five to seven wins and And you get 10 of them bitches
0: and win the AFC South and are in the playoffs in year one rebuild this rebuild that (coughs) rebuild these nuts how about that the Houston Texans ladies and gentlemen They're AFC South Division champs. Yes, sir. How how did Drake say it to all the non-believers, to all the doubters?
1: To all the non-believers, the the underachievers, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the tweeting the leaders.
0: Mm. You make
1: me sick to my stomach, fam.
0: Exactly, bro. That's exactly what it is. It was embarrassing how the national media took an absolute crap on the Houston Texans. It was embarrassing because not only did we keep receipts, but... (laughs) Not only did we do, the Houston Texans admin decided, oh, I'm going to pull out these receipts and I'm going to cash them in. I got some old lotto tickets, and I'm about to cash back some bank with these lotto tickets because Colin Cowherd, you an absolute clown. All right, buddy. Everyone else that talked down on the Houston Texans. Stephen A. Smith, all the way back from a year ago, said there should never be there should never be an African-American head coach to go to the Houston Texans. They should never go to be a Texans head coach. Mm. Nico Ryan said, well, well, I'll take the opportunity. And you know what? I'm going to bet on myself. The Texans bet on themselves since the draft. They bet on their damn selves. They said, all right, no problem. That draft pick, that draft pick, y'all all all claimed we were going to be number one, number two. And we were going to give it up to the Arizona Cardinals because, oh, we traded too much for Will Anderson Jr. Oh, okay. Okay, no problem. Texans, they bet on themselves since day one of when the NFL season starts. It all starts in the draft, right? You reset everything, you get yourself going, get yourself some new players, and you rock and roll. And Mm. the Houston Texans exactly did that. They rocked and rolled all year, and damn it, they deserve to be at the top of the mountain winning the AFC South Division.
1: So Harley brings up the draft and how they pretty much traded for everyone, man. Like, not only that, but free agency. Mm. Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary. Both have made significant impact. As well as Shaq Mason, your only guard who has started all 17 games for you. They <laughs> they have had a huge impact on this Houston Texans team. Then the defense, Jimmy Ward. I mean, you gave Steven Nelson a pay raise. Sheldon Rankins. I mean, free agency, even though it wasn't sexy, it was that it was it was a big reason why you are in the postseason right now.
0: Yeah, it's a great reason. And then, not only was it the preseason moves that you did, but then the in regular season moves. Yep, dipping your your hand into the bargain bin and grabbing a Derek Barnett, bringing in a a DeAndre Houston Carson. He was on the practice squad. Yep. you know. Tier Tart, what a game he had. Solid game against the Colts this Saturday. You know, um, I'm missing somebody else. My Jay Sanders was in the game as well. He took some reps. Desmond like, King. De- there we go. Desmond King. He was cut and then came back. He went on another team and then came back. So the Houston Texans have done magnificent, a magnificent job at dipping their hand into the bargain bin, grabbing guys that have actually produced for you, aka. Derek Burnett, uh, to me, being the biggest one. Adrian Amos is also thrown in that group. Kareem Jackson is also thrown in that group. Sure, have they made a play yet? No, but I haven't seen them running behind like this, seeing the back of their jersey. So mm. they got to be doing something, right? So, hey, like C.J. Stroud said, he said it from way back when, I believe it was week three or week four. I believe it was week four against the Steelers. He wanted us to rep our Houston Texans gear with pride. Yes. And and I, and I always wore my gear with pride because I'm a diehard Texan fan. But I understand what he was saying. I understand that fans could be a little embarrassed from the last two years of being a Texan fan. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. We were an absolute shit show. We were a clown. But he has made repping the gear relevant again. He's made it relevant again, not just himself, but D'Amico Ryans has done it. Nick Casario has done it. Kyle McNair has done it. Hannah McNair has done it. All of these people deserve their flowers. They deserve their credit for getting the players in here, getting the right coach in here, improving players that were here before. The Houston Texans did a magnificent job this year, and they deserve to be called the AFC South Division champs. Through all the resiliency, Through all the injuries, through all the mud, through all the shit talking there was on our organization, the Houston Texans deserve to be rocking as AFC South champs.
1: So let's talk about it, bro, because it's not just a team that made a change. Like you brought up Hannah McNair, ownership. Let's not forget our thoughts about them just last year. They did not care about this team. You saw the picture of Hannah McNair looking just falling asleep while the Houston Texans were getting blown out. And you were like, do our owners even care about the red, white, and blue? Then at training camp, I can honestly say that, yes, they do. Me and Harley were there for every single one that was open to the public. And Hannah McNair would have a conversation with us every time we were there. Yeah. Like, it did not feel like she owned a football team. It did not look like she had a billion dollars in her bank account, man. She was as sweet as can be, as well as her sister, who did a fantastic job the entire time of making sure they were up to date. And Cal himself, I mean, grilling burgers for the fans multiple occasions, being next to Big Sarge and stuff, that means a lot to fans. It really does, especially when you see the Panthers owner throwing a cup of water on an opposing fan. Ownership definitely changed for this team. General manager Nick Casario, he said, if I don't do a good job, I will not be in this seat next year. He said that in that end of season press conference four freaking times. If I don't do a good job, I won't be here. And he did. And this whole team. I mean, I just cannot explain it, bro, how in one offseason we go from potentially being a dysfunctional franchise to being in the postseason representing the AFC South.
0: And That's why, in my opinion, D'Amico Ryans is coach of the year. I know Kevin Stefanski. He's had five different quarterbacks um, and he's still produced a winning record, uh, a strong record at that. They've done well. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Cleveland Browns, because your season's over Saturday. Midnight strikes at three. Midnight strikes on on Cinderella, buddy. Midnight strikes on Cinderella. Because the pumpkin's coming out on midnight, buddy. Mm. The rat's coming out on midnight, buddy. Joe Flacco going to turn back to, oh, poor ass lady cleaning the dishes. That's what he going to turn back into. Ain't no Cinderella story from here, baby. It's all Texans right now because, excuse me, but I didn't know a few weeks ago that Browns fans were so hyped up about this Texans game. I did not know that a few weeks ago. Uh, So much as to not a peep from them throughout the whole week leading up to the first time we played the Browns until after we lost to the Browns. Yeah. A bunch of them were just commenting on my YouTube channel, going, Oh my goodness. Uh oh, Texans are dog shit. Texans this, Texans that, y'all suck, y'all this, y'all that. We're gonna blow you out. We blowed you out, all this good stuff. Okay. Browns fans decided to drop video on, you know, F the Texans, F the Astros, F the Rockets, F Michael Strahan, because I don't know, F Houston. Okay. Okay, let, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know right now. Everyone's got that bookmark. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. The bookmarks are there.
1: I know ex- exactly which video you're talking oh, about. Oh,
0: yeah, I, I, you know which one because I sent it in the group chat. And, and I know that for your fact. The Houston Texans, Stephen A. Smith said, oh, well, they ain't got no chance against the Browns. CJ Stroud said, who said that? Pat McAfee and the crew. Oh, that was Stephen A. Smith. He said, y'all ain't got no chance against the Browns. This, a rookie quarterback is not going to do the things he can do in the playoffs. Mm. CJ Shaw said, okay, all right. All right. He just ended it like that. Texan going to embarrass the Browns Saturday.
1: You already calling it a dub? I'm calling it a dub, mm. too. I'm calling like, it a dub.
0: I, think- I want them to whoop their ass, and I know they're going to whoop that ass. This is a different team, bud. They, this ain't this ain't case keenum. This ain't old broke ass, dusted cobweb ass, even though he beat the titans, case Keenum. This Mm-mm. ain't him. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. This is CJ Stroud, buddy. All right, this is Nico Collins, who didn't play in the first game either, bud. all right. Will Anderson, he ain't playing that first game either. He Bernard. back, bud. Jonathan Grenard could be back. He was seen at practice, didn't practice.
1: You need him right. back, dude.
0: Blake Cashman. Oh, yeah, he's gonna be there too. Christian Harris left the game. Oh yeah, he gonna be there too for the whole game. I'm gonna let y'all know, Houston Texans. This ain't hey, watch out, Oscar. The Houston Texans, <laughs> the Houston Texans, right now. I'm gonna let y'all know this ain't the same team that y'all blew out a few weeks ago. Uh uh-uh. uh, this ain't gonna be the same old same old. Houston Texans gonna come to play, and I can't wait till they embarrass them this Saturday.
1: <laughs> Nico's gonna Nico's gonna go out for another 200 watch. Mm. Mm. just like just like cooper did us but i mean the game's different and you know they're talking a lot of trash now the browns fans are oh yeah kind of like how the colts fans were doing right oh oh we beat you in week two yeah and okay. the browns are kind of the same thing they're thinking because because case keenum and davis mills couldn't get the job done they think that they're just going to walk all over this Houston Texans team. I don't believe <laughs> that, but we're going to preview this game in a couple of days. When do you want to do it, Arlene? Uh, Man, let's see. Shea, we got to do it Friday, huh?
0: Yeah, got to do it Friday. Got to do it the day before game. Got to do it. Mm. Mm, I like that stat line. 312, two tutties, 2,500 yards. All right. Did you like him using his legs on Saturday? You called him.
1: Dude, if if CJ uses his legs more this playoff, that is just another element that teams are not going to be ready for. Picks up the first down for three yards, great. Then has another, another opportunity where he's a flea flicker and he takes for about 11 yards. Yo, yo Harley, you just saying Fuck Cleveland once the Texans wins. We're Look all going to be you. saying that. It's not just going to be hard, man.
0: Believe me and believe that we're we coming for that lick. We're coming back for our lick, man. That get back. Oh, that get back is going to be real this Saturday. Hardly let them know where they can find you. You can find me at the lead underscore HOU anywhere on all my social media platforms. The lead Houston on YouTube. We're on the road to 8000 subscribers. We are at 5200 subscribers at the moment. Appreciate every single one of y'all that have liked, commented, subscribed. If y'all missed the live stream, you can check it out on my YouTube channel, on Ruben's YouTube channel, or preferably, if you like to listen audibly, you can go to Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere where you stream all your podcasting platforms, and type in that right there: the Believe in Texans podcast, part of the Believe Network. Remember, this episode was presented by Bet Online.
1: Yes, sir. You can just find me on YouTube seven one three. Houston Sportcast. We are going to come back again on Friday, talk about this game, give you a score (laughs) prediction. And then you know what we're going to do at the end. We are going to have myself and Harley try to hype up the city of Houston before the game. Hey, it worked. It worked last Friday. Once again, guys, this is brought to you by Bet Online. Believe in the Houston Texans. Y'all do me a favor. You have a really blessed day.